Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, everybody, welcome to a Friday edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Uh, as always, thanks for joining us. Uh, we gave you free podcasts all week because we're trying to get you addicted to the Saints Happy Hour as the number one Saints podcast in the world. Andrew, we're the only one that go every day. We got 13 days until free agency. You're going to want to pay for this podcast of free agency because we are going to be hitting the breaking news siren left and right, and we're going to be the first podcast out there to cover Saints breaking news when they sign free agent, when Saints free agents go to other teams. We're going to be first, and you're going to need your fix. Sign up. $10. You get all cool swag and the brand new Crew de Taysom Mardi Gras Cup. Do it. It's awesome. So today, Andrew, we are going to dive deep into my favorite thing, free agency rumor mongering. And the Saints, they have draft rumors and they have some juicy uh, free agency rumors. I want to start with one. They got Saints Twitter all a flutter. Jamie Collins, the uh, Patriot running the Patriot linebacker who was who was awesome for the Patriots. Patriots. He went to Cleveland. He was terrible. He went back to the Patriots. He was awesome again. The rumor is the Saints would like to add him. He's thirty, but man, when he was with the Patriots, he kicks ass. Yeah, I mean, he really fits what the Saints like at that position. First of all, they've always liked older players. I mean, Anzalone is really the only one that I can think that has yep. started and been successful or at least has showed promise when he's played. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think with Demario Davis, any, any talent that you can pair him with starts to become pretty te- terrifying as a linebacking core. And so, A.J. Klein, you look at him, and he's obviously a player that I think in a perfect world, you at least want to consider having him back. But I don't know if, He's a going to be priced out, but certainly Jamie Collins is a guy I see as an upgrade uh, over AJ Klein. And you know, age age is a thing, um, but you know if you can even get a year or two out of him. And look, I I was it's, concerned about Demario Davis's age, uh, and obviously yeah. that hasn't been a problem so far. So um, yeah, I, I think what the Saints really like is linebackers that can really do it all. You know, guys yeah. that have the thickness and the heaviness in their hands to be able to tackle well. Uh, that have good play recognition, good IQ, uh, that can run sideline to sideline, um, can take on blockers because it's important to them stopping the run, and can also cover. So you're asking your linebacker to do a lot of things, um, but Jamie Collins absolutely is kind of that versatile linebacker that fits uh, what the Saints like to do, where regardless of down and distance, um, Mm -hmm. you've got a talented player there. So anyway, yeah, I, I think it's a good fit, and I would love to see it happen. His market will be interesting because I think he has the thing of teams are going to shy away from him because they're going to be like, he's no good when he's not in New England. But I think this a team like the Saints that's smart will be like, no, Cleveland is a dumpster fire. Get him here with our defense and Dennis Allen, put him next to DeMario Davis, put him in front of our, our great run-stuffing 
line. We have a structure here. It's going to work. I just wonder, like, what's what's his market going to be? Because mostly linebackers, except for the top end guys, they don't really get paid that much. I mean, the Saints gave Demario Davis three years ago. They gave him $8 million a year. And remember, the ex experts in the NFL were like, what are the Saints doing? They're giving this old linebacker $8 million a year, $16 million guaranteed. That's way overpriced. So, like, that's the that's like the, the ceiling for those, like, middle-tier linebackers. So, I'll be really curious to see what Jamie Collins' market is. Um, he could be one of those guys that you talk about, Andrew, where the Saints recently – they go big out of the gate or they try to, but most of the guys, like, three, in 2017, the guys they did it right out of the gate were A.J. Klein, Ted Ginn, and Warford, and those were all middle-tier free agents. I could see the Saints going out of the gate and being like, hey, Jamie Collins, you want two years, $11 million? Like, he could be a guy they do on the first day very quickly for not a huge salary. Man, um, yeah, you know, God, Ralph, is this happening? Are we going to have to make system linebacker T-shirts? <laughs> is it happening? <laughs> is that what we're? Is that is that what you're saying? Is this what this is coming? I to? am saying, I didn't think of it that way, but now that you did, I might have to put in an order for Dave for another set of Mardi Gras cups. We might have to do system linebacker Mardi Gras cups. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, so look, linebackers a need for the Saints, no doubt. I mean, we, we've kind of mm -hmm. done some other podcasts where we've talked about various positions uh, that the Saints would be mm -hmm. looking at, would need. Um, but, but, you know, one thing to me that's maybe the priority is the interior of the offensive line. And what they're going to do should be really interesting because – if you listen, if you read Larry Holder, he actually wrote an article that suggested that mm -hmm. the Saints were maybe thinking about releasing Larry Warford. Now, I don't know if they'll do that or not. And that that seems to make less sense to me when you consider that Andres Pete is a free agent. So you, you would lose both guards. But it seems like the Saints are considering a revamp. He even suggested that Eric McCoy could be moved to guard. Uh, in an effort to replace Warford and that they would go try to target another guard uh, to get a new starter. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but that was interesting. Cer certainly Larry Warford carries a big cap number, and that would have some cap ramifications where that would free up some money for the Saints to go get someone else. Um, but the offensive line has atrophied a little bit the last two years, and Teron Armstead has been part of that for sure. Um, and I think you feel pretty good. I mean, Ramchick's hats has been banged up, but I think long-term you feel good about him. You feel good about McCoy. Um, but could this be the year that the saints go get themselves a new set of guards? I don't, I don't know. You know well, maybe they I, get one more year out of Warford, but that's going to be a position to look at. I think you, that's a really interesting observation. And, and I made the observation after the playoff game, not, I don't think we, I made it the, 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 the day after they, they lost to Minnesota, but I think I did make it week or so after is you can make the case for the saints that, that the offensive line has proven that they cannot stay healthy. They're getting old and it's time to revamp it. And you revamp it a year early instead of a year late. Now, if you move McCoy around, 
if you move McCoy to guard and you go after a guard, you still have to fill center, which is a, a, a difficult thing. But I'm going to tell you, I think the Saints are going to go in at guard and try to get Joe Thune for New England. And he's, they've been rumored to be one of the teams interested in him. Everybody's fucking interested in Thune. He's looking for, for $14, $15 million a year. But, Andrew, this is how I think it's going to play out with Thune. Is I think it's going to play out exactly with Thune, how it played out with Zietler in 2017. Remember that? Zietler was the number one guard. He was Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast is the one we all wanted because the Saints needed a guard and there was like a 15 minute window where everybody was like Zietler is deciding between the Saints and the Browns and the Browns outbid the Saints and it was like Zietler signed with Cleveland I got depressed went into a meeting I literally walked out the meeting I got the text from you it was 20 minutes later Saints signed Warford guard done and I think that's what's going to happen at guard I think Somebody's going to go nuts with Thune, and the Saints are just going to be like, we, we can't go there. Who's next on the list? And that could be – I forget his name. There's a guard from Detroit. There's, a, there's, other, yeah. op, there's other options. The Saints will get him. He'll, he'll cost 70% of what Thune cost, and he'll be the replacement for Pete. I really believe that is how it's going to go at guard. Well, and, and then, you know, the McCoy thing is interesting because remember that Nick Easton is on the roster and it's all about a question of just where, what's the vision for him? Do they actually think he's a center on this team? Mm-hmm. Um, at, at which point maybe a, a McCoy move does make sense and they can have Easton play center. And Easton's actually a contract they can get out of. So you know, he, they could decide also, actually, let's let's get that cap space back and use it on someone else and get rid of Easton. You know, Graham so, Glasgow was the name I was thinking of for the Lions. He's a free agent guard. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's the interior offensive line is surprisingly, I would say, it's it's not maybe as talked about as receiver. It's maybe not as talked about as corner. Uh, obviously, quarterback is, is a topic that we've covered ad nauseum, not just us, but Saints media in general. But interior offensive line, I think has the potential for a significant shakeup and something to keep an eye on for us. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. 
Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's priority one. I think the only question is, is it one move at guard or is it multiple moves? Where like the Larry Holder theory of, hey, move on from Warford. We're going to move McCoy. We're going to, and they do a bunch of things. I think the only question is what they do, not if they're going to do something. The other interesting thing is corner. Well, the, well, the interesting thing I would just point out about that, though, Ralph, is you know, I think we've all kind of resigned that Andres Pete isn't coming back, that they're going to let him walk. I think everybody agrees. But it'd be interesting to see if they lose out on Thune and they lose out on a couple other guys, at what point does bringing back Andres Pete feel more attractive than whatever else is there on the open market. And I know some Saints fans cringe at that. Uh, Andres Pete, sometimes for good reason. I I think he gets a bad rap. I think he's actually better than a lot of the Saints fans think he is. But uh, I think for good reason, in certain points, in certain games, he has struggled. And Saints fans hate him for it. Um, But there is a reality here that he's a respected player that's been to the Pro Bowl. He's been to the Pro Bowl because he's been successful in the league at times. And he does have injury concerns, but at some point, I don't think you necessarily close the door on Pete. I think the Saints want to upgrade it. I think they want to move on from him. But if it becomes clear that we lost out on this guy, we lost out on this other guy, at some point, Pete coming back starts to feel like a better scenario than maybe some of these free agents that are out I there. I wouldn't hate Pete coming back because I do like the insurance he gives you at left tackle. Um, and if you missed out on Thune, if you miss out on Glasgow and that sort of thing, and you're like, hey, we can bring Pete back, and his market wasn't as great as he thought it was. People don't trust him at left tackle. Hey, we can get him for $9 million a year for four years. Like, it wouldn't excite me. But I wouldn't like I would I won't throw a hissy fit like ninety percent of Saints Twitter will. Like if they got him for under ten million dollars a year for multiple years, it wouldn't be terrible. It wouldn't but it would but like it would we wouldn't be I wouldn't be shirtless screaming from the mountaintop on the podcast for the breaking news podcast that we would do for re signing Pete. But it it, yeah. it it wouldn't be bad. It, it wouldn't be a bad move. I mean I think again, the interesting thing when we compare Easton and Andres Pete that kind of tells you all you need to know. Andres Pete broke his hand. Um, the Saints rushed him back. He was playing like shit in the playoff game, and the Saints never made that move to Easton. That's left my guard. thing. They they stuck with Pete, and so and you you have been beating that drum for a while, Ralph. And so I I think on some level that tells me all I need to know about Easton. Um, but the Larry Holder comment, which is an interesting one, is. Are they going to move McCoy, and does that mean they maybe see a future with Easton at center? I don't know. Ooh, I don't see. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, I guess you could. I guess you could put. You could say Easton is the center. You go get Thune slash Glasgow, and you put McCoy at guard, and you're 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 younger and better. But I don't know necessarily that that is a significantly better offensive line than just 
uh, sign in Thune slash Glasgow and plugging them into Pete's spot. I just, you know. Yeah. And I think you've in, in that in the scenario where you've moved a bunch of guys, you're you're allocating more resources uh, because you have to bring Aeson back. You need you have to pay him his bonus. So I don't know. The other it, last guy that was interesting that the Saints have been rumored in on is Chris Harris. He's a cornerback, and cornerback is something the Saints have to figure out um, because they have uh, Jack Rabbit on one year deal, Janoris Jenkins, uh, Patrick. Uh, you know, PJ Williams Robinson. is a free agent. Eli Apple is a free agent. Uh, they have to decide how, where they want to play Garner Johnson. So that's a lot of moving parts. Do you see them maybe uh, letting Vaughn Bell walk and investing heavy in a corner, or let or letting Eli Apple walk and investing in a corner to upgrade there? It's it corner is really interesting to me. So whenever I see the Saints interested in people in the secondary, it perks up my ears. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, look, the important thing to remember here is that a lot of names are going to get thrown out. Remember, the Saints were interested in Nadamik and Sue. They were interested in Jimmy Graham. They were interested in yeah. uh, who's the defensive end that signed? Oh, Ansa, Ziggy Ansa. So Wilkerson, the common, too. The common thread with all these guys is that the Saints were interested in them at the right price. And so they lowballed yep. a lot of those guys. And Harris is one of those guys, I believe, where, yeah, sure, the Saints are interested if he'll play for $5 million. Pay right? that so man his money. And there's going to be some other team out there that offers him one year for $9 bucks, and the Saints are like, yeah, we're not going to compete with that. No thanks. Pass. Right? So yeah. I think the, a lot of, when, you, when you see these interesting names like Chris Harris, Jamie Collins, it's important to remember that the Saints have some cap constraints. Uh, they have to sign two quarterbacks that make this offseason probably more challenging than usual for, yeah. for Loomis, if we're being honest. And there's this whole CBA thing, which gives them lack of clarity and kind of takes away one of Loomis's favorite tricks, which is phantom years, at least until it gets resolved. And it may not get resolved. So... That, to me, all adds up to this is challenging. And so the Saints, when they put their value on these guys and they say this is what this guy is worth to us, I think it's going to be a little tighter than it's been in years past uh, yep, when you I add agree. all that stuff up. And that, that's going to make for a challenging offseason. And so on some level, I think the Saints are going to be interested in guys, but they're going to have to be picky about how high they're willing to go. Yep. And they're going to lose out on a lot of guys that they're interested in because someone else is going to pay what it takes to get them. Yeah, I think the mo you, the, the point you just brought up, I think you're 100% right. But I don't think – the more I think about it, Andrew, I don't think they're going to lose out on guys. I think they're going to aggressively target mid-range guys that they know they can get out of the gate. Like – you well, know, they have a history. They have a history of doing that. Yeah, I I think they're gonna lean on that way more, uh, especially especially if the CBA the players reject it. If the players approve the CBA, Loomis he gets to do all the cap shenanigans he wants. It's business as usual. It's a little bit yeah, a little bit more back to business as usual. Yeah. But uh, if that that collective bargaining agreement is rejected, they have. It, it, Loomis isn't in a straitjacket, I wouldn't say, but it's his most challenging 
offseason in a really, really long time. And we'll see how he does it. So, guys, this has been the uh, Friday edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. This one is free. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Give us five stars. We fucking deserve five stars. We're here every day. So do that and consider being a patron. You get a podcast every single day. Breaking news for the Saints. And you get awesome swag, including the Crew de Taysom Mardi Gras Cup. It is spectacular. It will make any beverage you drink 50% more enjoyable. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. We will see you Monday. Have a great and safe weekend. Have a great and safe weekend. Avoid the coronavirus.